Good morning. If you're coming in, say hello. Happy Sunday. If you're on replay, give me a replay in the comments. And yeah, talking about sleep. So if you are coming in, that means you're up before 8am. Um, if you're coming in later on replay, you might have had a nice lay-in. Anyway, sleep's a really critical one that I think is undervalued or just preferred not to talk about because it's quite a boring subject. It's not like, you know, eat this superfood and this happens. It's not like anything like a diet, this new diet or this new exercise. It's quite a boring thing to talk about and everyone knows how important it is because, you know, when you have a good night's sleep, everything is easier from hunger levels to your energy levels and pretty much if you think about your energy that pretty much dictates what you do and how hard something is to do and that will then dictate your results because ultimately what you do will dictate your results so behind that is the sleep and how key it is like just one poor night's sleep can mean that you perceive foods as more rewarding than they actually are that could lead to overeating morning Matt and all these things that come in so it's so so critical that we do spend some time actually looking at sleep. Now, I could give you loads of tips and tricks here, and I'll give you some little things that may help, but ultimately there's so many variables that are going to impact your sleep. So first thing what I would say to do, and, and I don't know if, if, if you do this already, it's, it's something that you can kind of switch quite quickly. And I'm going to talk about this from the question I got about getting up in the night. And I'm going to start there because this is just like a pretty practical thing that you can do. Now, of course, like we work mainly with um, women over 40 and in that period of time does often become menopause. And there's loads more symptoms than this, but obviously hot flushes and a lot of the ladies will talk about this a lot. Now in this situation, I might come on to that in a second, but in this situation that I'm talking about above, waking up in the night wasn't actually to do with that, but actually more to do with the fact that what we found was actually she was picking up her phone to check the time. So she'd wake up and go, oh, well, look what time is. Oh, damn, it's only three o'clock. And now I've got to be up in, in two hours or two and a half hours. Now what happens to your heart rate? Your heart rate's now going up because you're stressing. You're going, oh, I've got two and a half hours and I need to get back to sleep. I need to get back to sleep. Otherwise, I'm going to be so tired in the day. And now we're, we're working ourselves up and getting really stressed. Now, of course, I'm not giving you like this big one massive tip here. But this is a practical tip that we do. And I've done it many times. And if I've set my alarm now, I say, I'm not going to check. The, if I wake up, whether it's go to, to Lou or anything, morning, Debbie. I'm just not going to check my phone because the moment I check it, there could be a message in there. I could look at the time and go, oh, my God, I've only got 20 minutes left to sleep. Whatever. I, and otherwise, I'll just go back to sleep and I wouldn't even know if I slept for 20 minutes or not. But I'll get back to sleep so much quick, more quickly. Plus, you've got blue light getting in your eyes. I mean, I'll come on to that in a second. So then when you do wake up, then we've got to look at what we do first thing in the morning. Do you go straight for water or do you go for coffee, tea? get stimulants in straight away. Now, this might make a minor difference. Morning, Marie. But during the day, would you agree that you're busier than ever? Like during the day, whereas in the first thing in the morning, you're kind of in control of what you do at that time. Like I can get up and I can have a glass of water 
And I know that nothing's going to get kind of in the way or I won't get distracted by stuff at that time. So that's a great time for me. I make sure I drink quite a lot of water. So I'll have like a big glass of water, but you don't have to have a big glass. It could just be a small glass just to add a new new little kind of habit in. So I've got the coffee machine on now. And while that's doing that, I've had water already. So by default, even if I have no more water throughout the day, I've already got a decent amount in, like about 500 mil or so. Which is, which is okay, and it's a start. This is about 1% better each day, just adding in those small habits. Now, also, at the same time, if you can get some light in, obviously now the clocks have changed, it's getting lighter, it definitely wakes you up. Like, the kids are waking up earlier. Thank goodness for glow clocks, if you don't use them. Anyway, they're actually up early this morning, and I walked in, and one of them said, it's not morning yet, and pointed at the glow clock. I was like, oh, yes. I'll be back later. Um, anyway, so getting light in in the day earlier will help you, even if it's opening the curtains. I know it sounds odd and simple, but looking outside, going for a walk would be perfect because that blue light hits your eye and that shuts off melatonin, which is a hormone which makes you kind of quieten down a bit. And, and this is a big thing because getting going in the morning can often be a key indicator for the success of a day. And I'm, I'm saying this from a point of view of now of exercise. There's a lot of ladies in our Kickstart program who say, if I don't get it done first thing in the morning, it doesn't get done. So although I'm talking about sleep here, and you're probably thinking, what's, what's light got to do with it? Well, if you get up, have that water, have that coffee, look outside a bit, even if it's like just getting a bit of blue light in, getting up, all of a sudden you feel more awake, then you get that exercise session done, 20 minutes, half an hour, it's 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., whatever, and you're already done, whether that's online or you come to us outside in the studio, whatever it is, you've already done it and you're feeling so much better then already. And that's that small little habit. Then you've got something to recover from because we know that exercise can help people sleep as well. So your body needs to sleep to recover. You've now got more to recover from. You would like to think that the process in your body will help with that in terms of, yeah, you now need sleep because we need to recover those muscles for you. All of a sudden, then maybe you're wanting sleep a bit more because rather than being at our desk all day, kind of stuck inside, where now we're actually probably craving doing something a bit more stimulating. We've had that stimulus. We've flooded our brain with endorphins. We feel more satisfied. And in the evening, it's easier to wind down. So let's now go into all the evenings. Are you having caffeine after 4pm? Caffeine has a half-life of eight hours. Now, if you, if you just consider that, if you have a coffee at like, say, midday, even afternoon, that's still in your system, obviously not maximum, but still in your system, like 2 a.m., midnight, if it's later on in the day, like 4, 5 o'clock, you've still got caffeine, something that's kind of making you more wired going on on there. And then we come into waking up in the night, and could this be linked to our blood sugar levels a little bit? For example... If our blood sugar levels then kind of make a little dip, our body reaches some cortisol, we then wake up a bit. And then it's a case of, okay, are we eating not enough in the evening? Are we eating too close to bedtime? Then we're needing to use the loo in the night. That's another thing. Then we're checking our phone and that stress response comes again. Oh my God, I've only got one hour before I need to get up. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. I need to go to sleep. And then we're stressing. And it's actually the stress then that we've just caused that's stopping us getting back to sleep rather than just not checking our phone, trusting ourselves that... We've set an alarm and that will go off when we need to get up. That's fine. Don't worry. Um, morning, Natalie. 
So where was I? Going backwards, going into the evening, you got that caffeine. And with regards to blood sugar levels, things like that, I mean, making sure that you're eating quite a balanced meal is going to be a good thing then. And again, when coming back down to alcohol, comfort eating at night, you're probably more likely to get those spikes if you did that. Plus, you'd be a bit more dehydrated as a result of that as well. So there's all these things coming into it. Then you've got what you actually do before bed. Are you um, watching the news and things? I, I can pretty much guarantee that if you're watching the news before bed, like and so many of us do, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but if that makes you feel quite anxious or stressed, it's probably not going to be a good thing compared to, you know, if you're watching... Morning, Carolina. If you're watching, I don't know, um, something that makes you laugh a bit more, an old episode of Friends, I don't know. I haven't watched that in ages. It came to my head the other day. I think it flicked up on something. I thought, wow, it looks so old now, do you not think? Anyway, probably because it is. So that's probably going to make you feel so much different compared to, oh my God, have you seen that? Have you seen that? Oh, now, now we're just worrying about that, worrying that something we can't even control. So there is then, you know, more physiological things you can do. We know that actually eating carbohydrates can actually help people to sleep in some cases. But these are just the cherry on top. And it's thinking about, okay, sleep hygiene. If you think about all these things in regards to those habits that we're doing in terms of bedtime routine, what we're doing before bed, in terms of when we wake up in the morning and we're getting that water in first thing in the morning, are we getting some sunlight in in the day, anytime? Are we getting some exercise in in the day? All these things just start to gear us up to get a better night's sleep. And then if you take one thing from this, I would say if you wake up in the middle of the night, is to not check your phone or even have it, maybe if you can get an old school alarm clock or something that doesn't have the time on it or whatever, or just put your phone at the other end of the room so you can't check the time. Because I think that actually stresses people out more so than anything else. Knowing that you've, you're up in the middle of the night, now you're, you know, you're stressing because you're up. Now you're stressing because I've only got an hour's to go before my alarm is going to go off and I need to get this good hour otherwise I'm going to be tired later do you mean me just talking for it now I've done it so many times that's why now I just sleep back and I and I can I would probably hazard a guess that sometimes I wake up and it's probably about four minutes before my alarm's going off because I nearly always wake up around that time but because I don't check it anymore I just turn around and just, I just go back to sleep and then my alarm goes off but it feels like it could have been four minutes. It could have been an hour. I have no idea. But the thing is, the fact I don't know actually helps me get back to sleep if I ever do wake up. So I hope that helps. More of a practical tip, but some physiological ones in there as well. So have a lovely Sunday and I'll see you soon. Take care.